Welcome to the Haddonfield Horrors Podcast, where we review horror movies and horror movie franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Tawan. I'm Maria. And today we are joined by two guests, Jamie and Karina. Welcome. Hello. Hi. And they are joining us to help us review Midsummer, which came out in 2019, directed and written by Ari Aster. But before we get into any of that, Maria, can you give the people a plot summary? Danny and Christian are a young American couple with a relationship on the brink of falling apart. But after a family tragedy keeps them together, Christian invites the grieving Danny to join him and his friends on a trip to a once-in-a-lifetime midsummer festival in a remote Swedish village. What begins as a carefree summer holiday in the North European land of eternal sunlight takes a sinister turn when the insular villages invite their guests to partake and festivities that render the pastoral paradise increasingly unnerving and viscerally disturbing. But to start with, I just want to say, if Danny would have stayed her ass home, she would have been completely all fine. Completely okay. (laughs) She accepted a pity invite and then was all, could have been murdered. And now she's stuck in some commune all due to a pity invite. But maybe it's what she was meant to be. Maybe. It was meant to be. She got a new family. Yeah, she had a village who felt her feelings with her. You know, she was just very emotional. Mm-hmm. And she okay, didn't want she... her, her relationship to end. He was literally, oh. I guess, the only thing oh, she yeah, had. Yeah, but she lost her family to murder-suicide, to do, to be a part of a family that praises suicide. No, we'll we'll, we'll save all, all that for when we get to the character <laughs> section. But... I just want to start off by saying I didn't like this movie. I watched it four times, twice over. Oh my god, I knew twice it. Twice high. <laughs> I listened to a bunch of podcasts. I watched Kill Counts. And I don't like folk horror. This reminded people kept telling me, oh, it's just like The Wicker Man. But they were saying that in a way to like, oh, it's good. And I was like, oh, oh, no, it's bad. If it's like The Wicker Man. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into this unbiased. And then I was like, yeah, they're right. It, it's like the Wicker Man. And I fucking hate it. Like, this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, what, what did you guys think of the movie overall? Give me your first impressions when you first sat down to watch it for the first time. Let's, let's go with Jamie and Karina or Jamie or Karina or however, you know, just go. Um, okay, so the first time we went to go see it, um, you know, it was actually me, Karina, and Maria, and, you know, our brother, Tony, and honestly, the first five minutes of it, I was like, dude, what are we watching? Because it went from, like, zero to a hundred in, like, five minutes, but then, like, you know, like, watching the whole thing and, like, sitting through it, I remember walking out the theater and being like, what did I just watch and I think we were all kind of like in shock from what we just finished <laughs> watching but once we got to process it and talk about it I think we all like genuinely enjoyed it and like um we like love talking about the movie afterwards too um Karina yeah I remember once we got out the theater what Jamie wanted was a dvd to it immediately to see the release date but yeah I loved how all the visuals looked and the gore was really unexpected, but it was shown pretty okay. 
especially for that animated the on the movie. movie. The movie does look good. I will say that it looks really nice. Maria, like the beginning was nuts, and that, when I saw that opening scene, I had no idea what to expect. Um, it was a really pretty movie. Um, I liked how everything was in daylight, you know, like everything that was kind of weird going on was in the, like, in kind of during the day. Um, I feel like you don't really see that in horror movies. Most horror movies, they, everything's dark and they make it gloomy and as dark as they can. So it could be scary, but now you're scared. Yeah. But now you're scared and it's daylight. Um, but I loved the movie and I love talking about it. I love like dissecting it. And like, you know, I feel like each time we watched it, cause we did watch it a lot and we also did buy the DVD. Um, but every time we watch it, you, you like find something new and then we like look more into like, you know, behind the scenes and stuff. And I personally really, really, really liked the movie when I first watched it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One, so um, I really liked Midsommar. It was um, also just <laughs> yes, we know you did like it. <laughs> so just just like them, actually, same. I bought the movie on DVD, like which it took forever for that DVD to get in because I got the one from like eight twenty four, and I was like, y'all drag with shipping, but that's another story. <laughs> but um, I I really did like the movie because of course so after hereditary and i was like okay what are we gonna get next from this guy literally the next year i was like oh shit we have another movie already yeah um, same which i was like yeah that's impressive because i um i'm pretty sure you're gonna talk about it later mark but he did um he did um this movie like right when hereditary was releasing so he yep, like he, did, he, did, like, he started production on midsummer the day after <clears throat> hereditary premiered that's crazy I've ethic. never seen Hereditary, by the way. Oh, now you're gonna be on a treat too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I really like this movie a lot. Like, I, I like just like them. Like, I've watched like a lot of stuff on it, like dissecting it and all of that stuff. And I think the <clears throat> the whole thing of you know Danny trying to like find people to like share her emotions with was like bit interesting as like far as like a plot point went for like the movie and everything and also like maria mentioned it being taking place a lot during the daytime because you know usually in horror movies like the daytime is like safe like anytime you're in a horror movie daytime is just like automatically like safe zone in your head you don't really think much is gonna go home i mean i guess they go home go on um when you're like in the daytime like a horror movie but for this one to like mainly take place during the day and like have like the type of visuals that was happening and um, a lot of the stuff that was going on it being it really couldn't like take be a lot of like stuff hiding in the dark it was more stuff like the stuff that you saw was like more horrific than what you didn't see there was only one death at night and that was the black guy yep huh no, I have to say, my main issue with this movie is that I pretty much had it figured out, like, right away. Like, I could just tell what was going to happen. Like, the moment I saw Pele and Danny interact, I was like, oh, this guy is bad. He's, 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 there's no way he's good. This interact, this conversation on the couch is too weird for him not to be, like, a crazy murderer person. The moment I met Mark, the moment I met Mark, I wanted to kill him, so I knew he was gonna die. It was too like I, I, I could figure it out. But also, I'm obsessed with horror movies, so 
I guess that's my own fault. But the actor who played Pellet was cute. I was he that. was cute. He was he so was. cute. I would have fallen for all that too, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I I wouldn't have, but it would have been like a nice like I don't know. But the movie that I thought I was about to watch is completely different than the movie that I watch. Based off that like opening scene, like I was convinced that we were gonna find out that her sister was in a cult and this was just like her her sacrifice and she was taking her parents with her and it was like this whole big ploy to get Danny the whole time. But no, that's that's not what happened. I was like, oh, the parent, the, eh, the sister had nothing to do with the cult. I was let down. Yeah. That's what I was going, I was like, yeah, her sister's part of the cult and she killed herself for the cult and this has been Pell's mission the entire movie and now she's finally there and I thought I I thought Danny was going to be the sacrifice, but no. But let's talk about some of the scenes: good, bad, mid. I think my favorite scene is that call when when Danny calls Christian, and all you do is all you can hear is her scream. I, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? That's when the movie first got me. I was like, okay, now I'm in because what the hell is about to happen? And then it quickly went away. But what about you guys? What What are some scenes that you guys enjoyed? I mean, I think definitely the, the I forget how they pronounce it. It was like Adestupa, the like the suicide jumping scene of the like the older people. Like just because I I didn't know what to expect. Like I was watching it. Like just like them, like Danny and like Kristen and the other outsiders. Um, who didn't know what was going on. I definitely was not expecting that to happen. Um, and, and the way it did. And the way it was shot was like, it was really like, even though people were jumping off a cliff, it was really nice the way it was shot. But the sound design was great. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, very like the way like Danny reacted, like I, like I was reacted the same way. Like my, my hand was like over my mouth. I was like, oh, damn, they really just like jumped off like that. And like everyone else, like they just thought it was like, not they thought they, it was just normal for them. Cause like this is their, what their community is used to. And even when like the people were re, like the outsiders were reacting, like the other European couple, um, it was like an old lady there. She was looking at them like, Oh, is this, is this weird to y'all? <laughs> like, cause like, yeah, it's weird. Like people are just like, they're just killing themselves right now. And I spoiled the, that. I spoiled that for myself accident i was trying to like do a little <laughs> probe i was putting together a promo for instagram and that was like that was one of the videos that i used like when mm-hmm. she like up until when she grabbed his arm i had saw all of that so i was like damn someone's about to jump off that ledge so when i saw it in the movie i was like okay but then seeing that lady's head hit that rock yeah was like, what the fuck then he all started to like make weird sounds because the guy was in pain and i was like I'm out of it again. Yeah, which which I thought, but I like that though. Like I like what they were doing there with that because like they were like sh- supposed to be like sharing the pain and the emotion of what the other person was going through, which like like interesting as like a concept. But yeah, I'll mm. probably say as far as the scenes that I did like, that was probably the one that I liked the most. Also, um, I I did like the scene of when Mark like pissed on that tree you pissed on the ancestral tree the tree yes yes so what i didn't know because he was such a dick (laughs) 
Why? <laughs> no one pisses on a tree that's like open. Right? That, and, like, and, if, <laughs> and if you are going to piss on a tree, you piss on the other side away from the people. You don't pee where everyone can see you. Exactly. Like, That's there's a whole forest. Do. There's a whole forest right there, bro. You could have just took a couple more steps. You'd have been right in the clear. I mean, you probably would have died anyway, but, like, they went after you even sooner because of that. You're like, that guy was staring him to death at the dinner table. As he like, should. <laughs> Jamie, Karina, what, what are some of your favorite, favorite scenes or standout oh. scenes? One of my favorite scenes was probably the dance competition, just because there you can see uh, Danny feeling more at home in the community, what's what they kind of wanted all along. Like, it was uh, after when she was invited to start making the supper, and you can see she was still kind of, like, uh, standing out, like she didn't really belong, and you can see that on her face. But once the dance competition started and she was down to the last three, you can see her actually getting along with all of them, all the girls, and I just really like it because uh, you can really see her finally getting along and then before, you know, it all spins to chaos. How about you, Jane? Um, I will say I have a lot of, like, favorite scenes where, like, you know what Mark said, like, the beginning of it where, like, she's crying on the phone. Like, you can really hear how hurt she is. Um, another one that I liked was when Danny just sees like what Christian is doing in that house and like she goes and like she balls and like the women go and ball with her. <laughs> but my favorite, favorite one is at the very ending for Danny when she sees like the whole house, like uh, the whole temple like burning down and she like is like really like crying at first, but then she kind of just like starts smiling. I feel like it's, like, satisfying for us seeing her, like, after, like, everything that she went through in the movie, and then for her to just finally, in her own way, like, be, like, I guess at peace, I want to say, but I just feel like it was really satisfying, especially the way, like, Christian treated her the whole movie. It was, um... She was high the entire, that entire (laughs) last, like, 30 minutes. (laughs) Oh. I don't think she knew what the fuck was going on. They drugged that lady out of her mind. <laughs> go go ahead, Maria. What are some of your favorite scenes? Um, I think everybody was on drugs, though. But anyway, um, I liked the beginning when they found the sister and the parents and stuff and what she did. Because, um, I don't know, it's just kind of really scary. You know, like like you see her face. You see her, like, she had this two taped to her mouth and looked like she threw up a little bit. She just looks awful. Um, and also the scene where those people, you know, cliff dive to their death. That one was kind of a lot. Um, it, I mean, it was my favorite because it was also like it was gory without, you know, them putting too much and too much focus on the scene. You know, I feel like in other movies there's like music and you hear like, you know, the thud and the blood or whatever, but this is, it just, I feel like they were trying to make it normal because to them it was kind of normal, mm-hmm. but to like the outsiders, you know, like, like Danny, Christian, um, Sean and Connie, um, you know, they were like, long, like what the long fuck? Um, custom. custom. Yes. It's fucked. And those two are done. 
the scene I think when Danny wins um what was it called? I think it was the The May Queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the May Queen. Um and like everybody's cheering her on. You see in the background where like I well, cause you know, cause she's like high as fuck. So she yeah. so like so everything around her starts to like distort and you see like her like like images in the trees and then oh, she sees yeah. like yeah, right. She sees her mom, and it's just like it's a trippy scene. It gets pretty, to be honest, but it's also really trippy. And you're That's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, when they start putting in all like all the people like into the that house that they're gonna burn down um and you and you see like what they did to everybody and you're just like oh my god um and then when they put in the two sacrifices in there um and it's um who is it that went in i think it was it was um it was so the two sacrifices were um not pele but his other guy i think his name was ingmar I think that was his name. And then it was also the gentleman who was staring down Mark for pissing on the tree. <laughs> it was oh, those yeah. two guys. <clears throat> yeah, and then you see like Christian in there too, but he can't move. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can't scream when the fire is like consuming everybody. That scene was also it was nuts. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, wait, there was there was one I think. I, oh, uh, one I did forget to mention was the first the first time when they were um, when they gave them the tea and like the mushrooms, and they were tripping. That was I did like that scene just because it was very close to what you would experience if you were actually tripping. <laughs> like the kind of visuals that they oh, were yeah. seeing, like um. As a person who tried some shrooms and stuff before, that's that how was... it actually is. Exactly. That, the, those other, those others, like movies or whatever that have people like seeing animated characters and seeing weird shit. That doesn't happen. You just stuff feels different. Yeah, like touching shit feels different. Your clothes feel different. Like I was hugging a pillow once because it felt amazing. Like that's what it does to you, so like I, I like the visuals because it's like, oh, she's not like she's not like seeing fucking um grass grow out of her her hands. It's just showing her that she feels the grass differently, and I was like, that's a good visual cue. Yeah. So yeah, I did like that scene just because of the, that. That felt pretty real, is what you probably would see if you were um like under that. I would say the only scene that I like other than I really like other than that opening scream was the was the transition from the apartment to the bat to the airplane bathroom. Oh yeah. That was amazing. That was nice. That was like and then she was like trying to cry softly on the plank in the plane. I was like, Oh, that's the worst place to want to break down. But try not to break down. Like you're literally stuck in the air in a small ass bathroom. I was like, I feel for you, girl. I feel for you. <laughs> but there are some scenes I do not like. 
Well, the well, there's 95 percent movie I do not like, but the <laughs> scenes I do not like. <laughs> the first scene I don't like is when they arrive. I'm like, so you see all these people just randomly out here on the field. There's no cell phone service. Now there's these two British people, but I don't see anyone else here besides the the four of us and then the two of them. Was there no one else coming back from this, you know, this voyage away from your homeland until you come back? Like, there are questions that's supposed to be asked here. People weren't asking questions. I was like, eh. and then the scene with the period blood and the lemonade. Did no one notice that his lemonade was different color than everyone else's? No one thought to say anything. And he just nonchalantly, oh, it's a pubic hair. Like, um, it's a pubic hair. That needs to be a big deal. Like, why aren't red flags being raised? Like, what's happening right now? I was like, this is pissing me off. I think they <laughs> were all just... No, well, because like, I think they were all just so like self-absorbed in their own reason why they were there. You know? Like, you know, uh, Josh was there because of his thesis um mark was only there because he wanted to meet some women danny had just lost her family so she she, she's not paying attention to shit um christian was there because um you know he was also trying to figure out his own thesis you know like he had no idea what what he was gonna do um i think they were just just not really paying attention to anything that was going on it's the little things that keep you alive but also, they were like... Yeah, well, these people are stupid. <laughs> but also... <laughs> also, they were, like, high most of the time. Like, they were being drugged without their knowledge. I think that's another part that, like, they were just always, like, on drugs that they never noticed that, like... Or they never bothered to care about these things. I think I did read that somewhere where, like, you know, that they were, they were like, being drugged all the time. So they just weren't, like, taking these things seriously. I think that's like one of the other things too. That's why like they do question that, a lot of stuff. That does make sense. <laughs> it's the drugs, Marcus. Yeah. But also like the thing with the room. Like, was there like some mystical shit going on? Like what the fuck was that? She put this fucking rock under his bed, but that's just like to signal to everyone else that he's the one? Or was there actually like some mystical powers? Cause I couldn't tell. What if he was gay? Like, what's happening here? Like, there's see, there's too many, there's too many points. Like, once my mind starts to wander to other shit, that's how I know I didn't enjoy the movie. Because I'm like, but what if he was gay with this, with this, with, with these weird period drinks and pubic hairs and runes have an effect on him? If he was like strictly dickly, like I don't understand. Well, I don't think there was actually anything mystical with that. At least to me personally. I don't think there's anything mystical with it. Um, I think more so the girl who was doing it felt like it would, like it would have, um, following the little, um, not ritual, but following the little pictograph. Yeah, like the scroll or whatever they had. I forget exactly what it was called, but it was following that like little storyline or whatever would get her the guy that she that she wanted which i mean it basically did but like i don't think it was like mystical they they had basically just set it up that way like they like they were like putting it they were like putting the chess pieces in place so that it could get to that point because i mean he wasn't gonna go into that room where she was that old lady 
um, showed, I told him to go there. Like, um, <clears throat> so I don't, I don't think it was like mystical, but I think the girl was so indoctrinated with what they were doing that she thought following that would get her what she wanted, which I mean, it did in a sense, but I mean, they were going to make it that way anyway. Yeah. I think they heavily drugged him before that. Yeah. Because his face, you can see, you can see, he just looks like what the fuck. Up. Yeah, he was like not, you know, he was just doing whatever I guess he was told. Um, I guess what she put under his bed, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a rune or something, but it was. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess she was in a way marking him, but she was also trying to increase the chances of you know the mating i guess you know because i think they they had mentioned at some point in the movie where because you know it's a, it's a small comp like it's a small community they bring and, you in know, outsiders too. yeah yeah to avoid incest and that's just kind of what he was and um, um, except the times they're intentionally trying to have an incestuous child being born but we'll we'll get to that too but the last scene that i did not like and you kind of mentioned earlier is when Christian was in that fucking shack with the, with all those women. Like I don't care how high I am, <laughs> if I have an audience, there is no way this is happening. And especially if one of those audience members is an old ass lady, there is no fucking. You way. leave like, her I, alone. <laughs> no. And then when someone starts to touch your butt oh. cheeks, that's when you get the fuck out and leave. And then. I don't care how high I am. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I think you see it in his face too. He was like, he "What?" Was actually confused, but he was so high that he was probably enjoying himself. He didn't care. Yeah, there's like a woman who's like groping his butt cheeks while there's another woman who's like coaching him from the side. It's okay. It's okay. While all these other women are like moaning behind, behind, in, in front of me. And one of them is this old lady with like gray hairs and wrinkles. Like, no, that that would kill your high and kill whatever other mood you have going on. I was like, this isn't this isn't realistic because I'd be the fuck out of it. I would no longer be high. I would no longer be having sex with anyone. I'd be gone. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? To be honest, I think they were there because the girl herself. I think she was nervous. Well, um, yeah, that I get, but like you I know, mean, they're very like, big into group sharing. You know, this is not plus. Is, well, they should have just shared him individually <laughs> afterwards instead of coaching her from the side. Look, I mean, he was gonna die anyway. All right, I and he, I'm gonna, you know, if I have the opportunity, I'm gonna grow up his ass. <laughs> but why? He was, not he was just dead. Wait, why not just wait your turn? Like. He's already drugged up. All you guys can just come in one after the other and just like line up and see who's the lucky one to get pregnant. But see, they were setting it up because it was going to be her. It was always going to be her. Yeah. But are there any scenes that you guys didn't like or thought um, could have been improved? None that like come to mind immediately. And I'm really trying to think because like, that, like, <laughs> This is like one of those movies like I I can't say I really had a problem with it or like mostly oh, it, and like much that was going on like because like I get what the story was doing so what he was doing and everything that happened for it worked in this story so like even trying to think of scenes that I 
didn't like, I don't think there were any. To be honest, I didn't like that they had to sacrifice two people. I thought that was so sad. <laughs> um, like, who were those people? We did not. That was not the old couple from the cliff. That was two. Those were two new random ass old people that they killed that we have never seen before. Like, what the fuck was that? What do you mean we have seen them? No, they weren't the couple from the cliff. They burnt them people. Oh wait, no, those, those were, two. Those yeah, those were they were they weren't old though. Well, whoever the fuck those two sacrifices were, they were not in the rest of the movie. All right, they were only in yeah, that last were. section. Yeah, they were. One of them was. Where, what was the other one? He was a man of the community, okay? He was just trying to do his duty and... He should have had lines. He should have interacted with people. He should have sniffed somebody. I don't care. I didn't even see action happening. I thought I thought he was the guy who got pissed at, uh, at Mark. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was one of them. And then Ingram also volunteered. But they had two more people who were already stuffed... And, and, it and was they, it no it was it was the old people but they but they like put like no they burned the old people they had a scene of them oh, like burning they did, the old people they did so those were two more random old people for no reason no isn't it, I didn't like this movie isn't it the people from the cliff but they just kind of like not put their own bodies but like made their own representation of these people to show that these two sacrificed their lives for the midsummer. Is that not what that is? But would that count if they were killing each other? If they were killing themselves because they reached their end of their life, their life. So I don't think. Uh, I, don't I mean, know the, how prophecies um, work. I don't know how sacrifices work, but I'm pretty sure that cancels it out. You can't be sacrifice sacrificing yourself for more than one thing. That's yes, selfish. I I can sacrifice That's myself greedy. for more than That's one greedy. thing. You have to pick a cause to die. No. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, if they're gonna um, grow old anyway, I'm assuming they probably just. Well, if y'all was making a sacrifice for me, I wouldn't accept it. Like, Aunt, that don't work. Give me two fresh ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, Karina, one of you guys were gonna say something? Um, there's actually a really interesting fan theory that I like when like looking up this movie where the lady that. Uh, threw herself off the cliff um there's like this thing where they said that she looks a lot like danny so um there's a theory that she like sacrificed herself to make room for danny in the like small community which i thought was really interesting and i'm thinking maybe that's what because she looked pretty young she did not look like 72 years old like or am, am i the only one who saw that she did. She did. Did look younger than seventy two. Now that man looked old as yeah. shit. He looked like he was yeah, older than seventy two. <laughs> but the lady looked great. <laughs> Wait, but also the whole seventy two. Like, like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So what happens if I get like sick at like forty? Am I expected to like jump off this fucking cliff because we're not supposed to be old and we're not supposed to be sick and fragile at this at this commune? And then another. I have to give my newborn child this dead bitch's name because she decided to jump off this cliff at 72? What? 
see. Wait, I think they're they thinking too much into it. Because like the thing is, like they've been indoctrinated from so young that like this is it's it's it's, it's the only thing they know. Like we're, I feel like we're thinking like like they're probably thinking of like from like us looking in. But like if we're just in that, like you know, it's so easy. Like if you're born in, you know what I need? I need a prequel. And I, I, I need the flashback to the first. I need a prequel. I need to see how the colony set up. I need to see how they gathered. I need to see who pissed somebody off for them to put all these rules in place. You know, somebody did something to fuck everything up for everybody. So I need, I need a prequel. Give me the backstory, and then maybe well, I'll like this movie. I mean, every culture has their own like belief system. That's just what they believed in. And all that shit has a crazy history, a crazy start, which makes the current, you know, belief system. Interesting. Now that I'm done griping about how much I dislike this movie, let's talk about some of the characters. Let's start with Danny. What'd you guys think of Danny? Maria. Um, I like Danny. I liked her whole like character development from the beginning to the end. I liked how, you know, in the beginning she was very, you know, she doubted everything. She, I mean, not only did she lose her family, but she also had a shitty boyfriend. Um, I mean, I don't know where her friends were at. Um, and the fact that she just kept trying to, um, you know, like 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 every time Christian would would seem pissed, like right away she would like back down. She would apologize, but it wouldn't even be her fault. Um, and then. Like the first time that they did the mushrooms, Danny had a bad trip, you know, because I mean, obviously she was still very affected by her deceased family. Um, and she was, you know, having trying not to cry because she didn't want to, you know, because she was trying to hold in her emotions. She didn't want to ruin everybody's good time. Yeah. And she was just very overly conscious of other people. But then, you know, as as all of this was playing out, like at the end, she, you know, found her family she was able to be high and not be sad <laughs> um, like she still had visions of her family I think the, the last time that she was on on the mushrooms but she wasn't like gonna cry and she wasn't upset um and then you know in the end when she's also crying and letting out her emotions she's doing it on the out in the open with everybody else and I think that was also very freeing for her um so I mean I liked her character and I liked her development. Yeah, I think um I would agree also. <clears throat> I did like um I did like Danny's character. Like you can already tell, like she was just um generally on edge from the even from the beginning with her conversation with Christian and stuff just because, you know, her sister had um had was I think she said she's bipolar if I recall. So like she's already on edge with it and since he really wasn't validating any of her feelings like she was just like put like you know pushing things off as he would with her because like he made her think she was overreacting and she wasn't as we saw but um once she like got to Harga and you know started interacting with more of the other people even though they were a cult and they were just using them like they were treating her better than he was and even his friends were. So, I mean, not 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 saying, like, his friends are even supposed to be, like, her friends or, or things like that, but, you know, just the general amount of 
respect, you know, is probably Nita, especially since she didn't do anything, really. Like, she probably was just, like, probably them, she was just being needy, but she never did anything, like, wrong, I would say, to, like, get, like, the feelings that were coming from other people towards her, at least, like, the people that we knew going into the, um, going into the festival and stuff. So, um... She never really had, like, any anybody, like, validate her feelings or anything like that. And, of course, you know, she probably should have at least had some friends of her own and everything. But since she didn't, like, she, like, relied on her, her boyfriend and then his friends to, like, supplement that. But once she got to Harga and, like, experienced all this other stuff, even though things were unsettling for her and she saw things that she probably didn't want to see, like the... Um, like the suicide jumpings and things like that, um, those people, they didn't invalidate her feelings. They felt those emotions with her, which which for her, I mean, for her, that was, like, very important because nobody else did that for her at the time. And, like, she had no family anymore, so they were filling in that role that she lost. So I, I felt like her character arc was pretty good. Like she went from being like 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 Maria said, like very quiet, um, very apologetic to not saying she was like not apologetic anymore. She was just more like talking for herself and as the movie went on, like not dealing with most of the Christian shit anymore. And not saying that she should have sacrificed her boyfriend, <laughs> but <laughs> it was a part of her character arc. So, like, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, girl boss, but also, like, you had to, I don't know if we had to kill him, though. <laughs> like, we may not have to kill him. We probably could have broke up with him, but that was her way of breaking up with him at that moment. I agree. <laughs> with everything he said. Yeah, the only thing was that watching Danny at the beginning was... Very hard uh, to watch. Really hard to watch, especially when she found out that Christian and his friends were going to Sweden and the whole argument they have at her apartment. I really think I should just leave. No, 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 no! Please, please, please! I'm not, I'm not trying to attack you. It I'm not. really feels like you are. Well then, I, well then, I'm sorry. I'm, so, I just got confused. I'm sorry. I... And um, how he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go, and she, she's like, no, please stay, please stay, even though. And then she it's, starts apologizing yeah, too, yeah. Because he's like, "Well, I feel like you're attacking me," and she's like, "Well, then I'm sorry." And then it's almost like now she's convincing him, like, "Please stay. I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Even though right before he was acting dumb and saying, "Well, what are you being weirded out by? Like, why are you being like this after being told about a trip like that all of a sudden?" It was really hard to watch. True. I didn't see her go from that to burning him alive, like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. Going off of what Karina said, to see her go from, like, that to, like, basically having nothing or being around people who, like, don't appreciate her and, like, don't, like, are bothered by her. They don't want her around to, like, at the end, being with, like, people who, like, accept her and, like, are there for her and like yeah like feel her pain with her and all that stuff it was it was really nice to see that happen so good for danny (laughs) yeah i don't know if i would say it happened gradually though just because you can see throughout even in sweden when she would have a problem with him he um would apologize again and again but she wouldn't really uh put her foot down a lot or she would just maybe like 
stare at him or just stare at him from afar if he's just doing something. But yeah, and, like still, you know, she got to point A to point B. And, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I liked her, but I, I could kind of see both both Danny and Christian's side, but for Danny, to talk about her. I got I got her emotion like that conversation she had with her friend when she was like I think I'm leaning on him too much and it's like ah like even if that even if that even if that's true you should still be able to lean on him because like he's your fucking boyfriend and of course I'm gonna call you when shit gets bad so I was like you know what I'm I'm team Danny I I get this I I get it her her reactions or lack thereof to like certain things in the village. It was weird because at first she was having strong reactions. She's like, oh my God, what the fuck's going on? And then after that, she would like notice something and then just let it go and then go back to drinking a fucking happy juice. So I was like, what the fuck is going on around here? But, you know, whatever. I mean, would I you rather did... be alarmed or rather be on happy juice? Because I'd rather be on I happy juice. I mean, they juice. were drunk the whole time. But also, like... The fact that she even went on the trip, I'm like, do you not, do you not see that this man does not want you, and that his friends don't like you? I'm like, Mark is an asshole, and the black guy, what, what's his name, Josh? Josh. Josh. Josh didn't even acknowledge your existence. So like, what the? Why are you on this plane? The only one to talk to you was was Pele, and he made you cry. So why did you get on the plane? I would have not. I would have gone. I'm like, this is not. I'm not welcomed here. And she has other friends. Her, the friend she talked to on the phone should have been one of the people on the plane with her. Like, I feel like you should. I'm like, in that case, like, in situations like that, you take backup because shit ain't right. Like, I'm on a plane with everyone who hates me in some weird secluded commune. You should probably take a friend just in case. Yeah, but I also feel like her, I mean, her family just passed. She basically lost a lot of, you know, a lot of people. I think in her mind, Christian was all she had left. So at this point, you know, she's going to do whatever he says, you know. Even go on a trip that is like two, that's like three weeks away that he didn't tell you about and you found out about, found out about by accident. Did you not hear her apologize after he got mad at her for no reason? (laughs) Like, she knows she's not, she's just not really... I've been there before, so I can sympathize, but I'm also like, girl, no. But also, I was like, oh, you could do better. Speaking yeah. of her doing better, let's talk about Christian, who... I hate it. I hated Christian from the very first scene. Like, listen to that phone call, I was like, this is very dry. Yeah. Like, her sister has bipolar, and you're just like... She does this for attention. I was like, what the fuck, this guy, this guy. And then watching him with his friends. I'm like, I could tell he had no respect for her or relationship because I don't care who it is. You won't let your best friend speak about the person you're dating that way. I was like, okay, this this is going bad. And like with every scene they showed, it just made me hate him more and more. Especially when he just decided, oh, I'm going to cover this. But my thesis as well. No, for like, real. Like, what the fuck? 
I was like, what in the appropriation is happening right now? Like, what am I, what am I witnessing? This, this white man is coming to step on all on this black man's hard work that he's been doing for like all this time. I was like, the audacity. But then, but then I felt sorry for him because he's drugged out of his mind for the last like 30 minutes of this movie and he looks so helpless and so sad. And you, I could tell that he wanted to like be with her, but they were they were purposely keeping him apart. Yeah. And he was just isolated and alone because at the last like dinner table scene, everyone's dressed in white, and then he's just there in like his dirty gray shirt and his blue jeans, isolated. He's drugged the fuck up his face. I was like, oh, the poor baby. Like somebody help him. Oh my god, help him. <laughs> And then after he's like, after he's raped, he's like attacked and drugged and he's in a fucking wheelchair and he can't even like defend himself when his girlfriend sends him to burn to death. I was like, oh no. And that's when the movie completely lost me. What did you guys think about Christian? Look, I'm not going to say Christian got what he deserved because obviously (laughs) he didn't deserve to get burned up alive. But in the in the like sense of it all he got what he deserved like not physically but like in my head he got what he deserved like i don't feel like obviously he deserved to die but like obviously like ari asked to say he was going into this movie like making it like a breakup movie like that was her way of breaking up with him and like i get i get Kristen's reasoning of why he didn't want to like break up with her, especially after what the fuck just happened with her family and everything. So that's under that's all understandable. But um it's so many ways that you could go about things that he just didn't do. Like like invalidating like her sister and like her feelings about her sister in like the first like five minutes. Like it's like that's not what you do. So even if you are like annoyed with someone like Sometimes you don't even have to, like, give your input on things. Just be there for somebody to vent and then ask them if you want them to give input or something. Like, he was just so dismissive of it all, especially, like, this is, like, a very, like, like hard situation for her to go through. Like, when she's not probably talking to you about it, she's probably just sitting like, probably, like, even though she did talk to her one friend, I don't know how much he contacted her, but she probably just sitting, like, talks to herself about it, thinks about it all the time, so he just wasn't, like, giving her, like, anything to work with, but she was still just keeping him, because, like, she had nobody else at the time, and once we actually get to Harga, like, he still was just being a massive douche. Like, if Mark was the biggest douche, he was, like, in second place because he was, like, Christian just wasn't, he just wasn't doing what, like, you would expect, like, someone who's a boyfriend to someone to actually do or, or, like, someone's partner to do for them if they're going through, like, a hard situation. And throughout, like, throughout everything, like, he was, like, still being dismissive even while they were there. Like, she's asking, like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, just, like, throw, like, dismissing her and everything. Um, showing real hater energy by saying he was going to also do his whole, like, um, his whole project on Harga just like 
bro, Josh, like, bro, like, you, well, first, you, you show no emotion, now you have no ideas, like, why are you here, you're just out here, like, he wasn't, he wasn't giving anything, like, he was just here, so, but once we did get to the end, like, like, of course, like, I felt bad, like, obviously, I would feel bad, like, like, the physical stuff that happened, yes, that stuff I felt bad for, but, like, certain emotional things that were happening to him, like, Danny was already experiencing emotional things, and you weren't being there for her. So, like, at this point, like, there's no purpose for her to even, like, like validate you anymore because you weren't giving anything for her. So, it's, it's hard because he died, and, like, obviously, like you say, didn't deserve to die, in the way, especially in the way that he did. But, like, things leading up to it, he probably deserves that stuff. Yeah, uh, Christian was a really, really interesting character just because he did not care about anyone else except him. And you can see it when he does not tell anybody really anything. Like, when he doesn't tell Danny, like, half of the stuff that he does. And even with his friends, when he abruptly brings Danny into the apartment that they're in, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, by the way, I invited her, but she's not coming. She said yes. She wants to go. I told her she can come, but she's, she's not, not coming. coming. <laughs> and I actually read some of the script before comparing it to the movie. And when he is holding her and comforting her after she's wailing and sobbing because of the loss of her parents, all he's thinking of is, oh, man, like, I can't leave her now because um, she's really vulnerable. And she's going to need someone. Like, this sucks because now I can't leave. Like, I'm trapped. He felt trapped in that moment. And that obviously, that really tells what his character is like. But, yeah, I did feel bad only just because compared to everything else, this is a really life-or-death situation that they were in when he was being drugged. He did not know what was going on. And he was just by himself while they were trying to separate them to take advantage of both of them. And, yeah, I did feel bad for that. But... A lot of that could have been prevented if he corrected his behavior before they even got on that plane. Yeah, I think throughout the movie, they kind of want you to see how and why he ended up the way he did. Um, I don't know if they explain it in the movie, but I know that Ari Aster said that, like, I think it was in the movie where they say that whoever ends up in the bear, like, not caught, well, I guess costume, like, it's, like, the person who belongs there is, like, the worst of the worst. Like, it's all over, shitty person, like, deserves to be in there. Um, so I think throughout the movie, they try to get you to see that, like, he was just an old, like, an asshole. Like, he, um, what Karina said, I, I also read the script, too, and how, yeah, when he was holding Danny, like, comforting her, he wasn't even comforting her. He just, like, was doing what I guess he thought a boyfriend should do in that situation. But... It says that, like, that Christian has fear in his eyes, not because of what happened to Danny, but because he knows that he can no longer leave this relationship. Which, mm-hmm. to think to, to think that in a situation like this, was like, dude, come on. Like, it's not the time nor place to think something <laughs> like that. But um, And then when Josh went missing, um, Christian was like, I just hope you, like, understand that we don't, like, we're not friends with him. We're not collaborators, nothing. I just hope and pray that you don't see us the way you see him and so-and-so. And, And like, not to mention that he wasn't even worried about Mark when Mark went missing with that girl. And and then he was, like, literally cheating 
in, like, in front of Danny. Like, come on. But, yeah, I, I did not like Christian at all. He was just an overall asshole. He belonged in that bear suit, honestly, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, especially with the thesis and how half of the reason he went was to get a thesis and half the reason was to actually cheat on Danny and most likely leave her in that restaurant or bar scene where he was saying, you know, like he wants to leave her, but the only reason he's scared is that what if nobody wants him and Danny's the only one who wants him, but she'll move on. Like that's That was his only fear of getting out of the relationship before he found out about her parents, mm-hmm. which was already telling me because that was probably, I think, in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it was just already laying out the relationship. And then, again, with the argument in her apartment, and then throughout the movie, him kind of, like, accepting that girl's advances when they would tell them or him what she was doing was to court him, basically, like a courtship. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't exactly saying no, but it wasn't like he was abruptly saying yes because Danny was there. Not to mention that they were together for four years, they said, and Mark said that Christian has been wanting out of the re- out of the relationship for a year now. Like, And the only reason why he didn't want to leave was because he didn't want her to move on and for him to miss her. So he was just kind of there, like, just to make sure that wouldn't happen. Like, that's weird. Yeah, that was weird. How are you missing someone you don't like? <laughs> He know he tries. Don't like him after they're gone. He's he know he tries. <laughs> he know ain't nobody else gonna do that to go put up with his shit. I know. <laughs> I, I hated him for the entire movie up until the last like thirty minutes. I was like, "What's happening?" Now I feel empathy for him. I wanted to whoop his ass the entire movie. Like, I was waiting for him to die, and then it's like, "Oh no, not! I don't want him to die like this." Like, no, like this isn't this isn't what I wanted. No, I feel bad, but it's still fuck him. Yeah, yeah. and also, um, <laughs> I was, um, I forget, when when they initially were talking to, I forget who it was, it was like when they first arrived at the village, and I think it was when they met up with um, Pele's friends, and they asked how long they were together, and Danny was like hard set on saying four years, he was like three and a half. And then I saw in, like, some video that he said he said said that because, like, six months ago was when her sister passed. So he's basically, like, out of the relationship by that point. (laughs) But he was just still with her physically. Yeah, those six months he forgot. He was was planning on not being there. So he was like, fuck it. We wouldn't have been together three and a half years. I'm just here out of of moral obligation. No, yeah, he was awful. He didn't respect her at all. Um, And... yeah, like, he was always just thinking about himself. He was, he yeah, he never told anybody anything. Um, and he kept invalidating her feelings. He was just, he just wasn't great. And honestly, I don't, like, I don't understand why he didn't just break up with her when, like, you know, when, when he wanted to. And even, like, before, like, like her family passed. Because... You know, there's just no reason for you to be there if you're not going to actually be supportive. Um, Like, in that scene where she's just in her room, just staring off, you know, like, obviously because she's sad. Um, And he just walks in like, oh, I'm going to go to... And she was like, where are you going? And he was like, oh, I'm just going to go to a party, nothing serious. And then, like, it's just a get-together. I think he was trying to play play down. And then she was like, no, I'll go. Because, you know, because what... 
you know, like people grieve differently. And sometimes, you know, when they're just stuck inside, you want to sometimes, you know, like, like you want to help. Um, and he was just kind of like, no, I'm going to go by. And then, um, you know, obviously she wanted to go cause you know, he's all she had. And, um, and it, but it's like an actual party. It's not even like the get together that he was trying to make it seem. Um, and then, and then, and then that whole argument, um, and the apartment and the way he was trying to play it around and be like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm not going to deal with this. Like, I mean, I thought it was like ridiculous because it wasn't even an argument. She wasn't even attacking him. She literally asked him a direct question. He couldn't answer it and he felt attacked. Like, bro. <laughs> like, what the? <laughs> um, I don't think, I mean, I think the ending with the whole bear suit and the whole him burning alive was in a way a really, it like symboled the way Danny felt. You know, she felt trapped. She felt afraid. She felt alone. Um, it's a very, ex- you know, it's very extreme. But um, I think it kind of, I guess in a way, their roles just kind of reversed. You know, because now instead of Christian having the power, you know, um, Danny had the power. And well, he just he just had to die. <laughs> no, I like that. I don't know. I... I felt sorry for him those last like thirty minutes. It changed my entire opinion on him. I don't know. It just it just I don't know. But let's talk about Pele. Pele. I think from I didn't pay attention to him in that first scene. I don't even think he said anything and if he did, I don't remember it. The only time I like noticed that he was part of the fucking movie was when he first met Danny and they had that little interaction. Like, that weird smile he had when he was, like, showing her photos. And he was like, You know, I'm very, very glad you're coming. I I think it's very good you're coming. Thank you. I was like, oh, this guy is bad. He he shouldn't be trusted. He's gonna, he's gonna kill them all. Or he's gonna, like, he's gonna do something. I just knew I couldn't trust him after that little weird, creepy smile. <laughs> and then he made her cry. And then I was like, Oh, I was right not to trust this guy. He brought them here to die. Like, I was like, what the fuck? But what about you guys? What'd you guys think about Pell? I, he was a very interesting character. I don't know if you guys noticed it in the very beginning of like the, the opening art mural or whatever, but you can see that Pele was the, like the mastermind behind the whole, like you can see him like, he was the mastermind behind the whole thing. He orchestrated this whole thing to make sure that Danny went, all of his friends went. Um, in the beginning, actually, when they're at the bar, he does say something which foreshadows like Christian's fate, where he says, "Don't forget about all the Swedish women you're gonna impregnate." Which you know, Christian goes and he like um, impregnates. Uh, I can't remember her name, but like you know the girl that they drug him with and like stuff him in that house with. But um, and I think his overall objective was to get Danny there, and I think that's why he was saying stuff like that to her, like making her cry and stuff. Um, he also I don't know if you guys noticed it too, but when I was reading up on Midsummer, 
apparently he was the one who knocked out Josh and killed him. And you can actually see him in the scene hiding behind Josh before he like knocks him over the head with it. Did you guys catch that or I mean I only saw that today. No. What the hell? Yeah, you can see him. Um like if you if you like I screen recorded the scene and like uh slowed it down and you can like like see him. Um when when it pans to like um I I can't remember his name, but the other guy who like is in the house with Josh and he thinks it's Mark when it pans to that, you can see Pele right there. And I was like, oh, my God, I did not notice that. But, yeah, apparently Pele is the one who, like, kills Josh, which I thought was really fucked. But, yeah, Pele was really interesting to me. I, It's hard to believe that he, like, orchestrated this entire thing. Like, like he just... <laughs> yeah, I thought it was also sad when he was trying to comfort... I don't want to say comfort, but like comfort Danny when she's freaking out after those two people sacrificed themselves off the cliff. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, my parents died when I was little, and that's probably referencing what happened at the end. Mm-hmm. But also, like, yeah, he's really, like, into the background in the beginning. The only line he does say at um in the beginning is when they're talking about Sweden. He's like, and don't forget you're going to impregnate those Swedish girls and that's a really really weird thing to say because I don't know how those conversations go but I'm pretty sure a lot of them don't involve actually talking about impregnation like that mm-hmm. but yeah I it's also he's just a really weird person a lot of people describe their relationship like um, Pelly's and Danny's relationship as grooming because of the way he kind of you know he sees this girl who's really vulnerable I I definitely got those vibes. He kept like kissing yeah. her. Yeah. Especially when she was like on drugs. Like, yeah, like when she went with me and yeah. she was literally tripping out seeing her mom. Yeah. Their faces were deforming. He just goes up to her and starts kissing her and then he just blends in, he blends back into the background like everyone else and but he's very much in control of the situation. Yeah. Like he's making sure everything's being set up. Right. Yeah, they make sure to show it like in the very beginning that Pele is like the one orchestrating this whole thing, which yeah. I thought was crazy. And then like still drawing her throughout the movie too. Like he draws her before she gets to um I think it's either Mark or Josh's apartment. And then he draws her at the uh dinner table when she just got nominated or like she just won May yeah. Queen. And you can still see the drawing, obviously, like, you know, moving and everything. But he's still drawing her throughout it, too. Mm-hmm. That that was really... He's just... He is really interesting. And the movie, like, really shows that. It's, like, it's a really straightforward thing to feel like. Yeah. <laughs> um... I will say I agree a lot with um what you guys said about Pele. Like he definitely did, did give off like give off the vibes that he was like um grooming um grooming Danny to like, you know, do like give in more to what they were trying to do at the cult. Um a lot of me like always wonder like <laughs> since he like he did like try to like talk to her to encourage her to come, but like a lot of part of me wonder like what if she didn't come? Like cause I feel like he was trying to like get her to like come so that she could be on um, the May Queen and you know be a part of their their 
like village and everything and I always wonder like well what if what if she just didn't come like I wonder what would have happened then but yeah he he was like the way he was just like so soft spoken and everything like it made it like made him more unsettled and like you kind of feel throughout the movie like once he actually gets to like Harga and everything that he like honestly didn't care about the the guys that he was with like he just cared about kind of getting Danny there because like once like they were there he was like very like dismissive of the rest of them to be honest like he really didn't care to like interact with them interact with them that much um just to really he was really just there to like show them around and things like that but when they were like trying to like talk to him like he kind of felt like very dismissive like he really didn't want anything to do with them and he probably was just plotting for some time uh, trying to get like one thing that once he was going to be able to get them back to um Harga if if he was going to be able to because you know it could have like never happened but um he probably just was working towards that the whole time but um he gave like Danny something that she felt that she needed at the time which is like someone actually actually talked to her like when he talked to her like he actually sounded invested and listened to her didn't just dis- dismiss her like M- Mark and and Kristen, and then just when um, and then Josh, who was just like not interested in her whatsoever, so he actually like like gave her something to um like actually play off of because the rest of them weren't giving her anything. So um yeah, Pelly was an interesting character, but. Um, yeah, but he definitely did. Well, it was one who probably pulled out a lot of this like plan into play, is what I would say. Yeah, I hate, I hate to say it, but when I first watched it, I was like, oh my god, he's so nice. <laughs> 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 like I didn't, it didn't even really hit, like the first time I watched it. I don't even think it really hit me <laughs> how, in fact, how weird he was. He did. There was some things he did that I was like, that was kind of weird, but I just played it off as like, well, you know, maybe he just grew up differently. He doesn't yeah. know. Um, which, you know, I guess tells you a lot about me. But um, but then, like, once we started, uh, like, you know, going deeper into the film, then you start to kind of realize, like, Pele was a lot sneakier, I guess. Um, because honestly, like when I first watched it in the beginning, when like in, in for the, you know, like the scene where, um, he, he's talking to Danny and he tells her, you know, I'm sorry, so sorry about your family. I just thought he was sympathizing with her, you know, cause I kind of feel like people have been so like, they were being very delicate with her, you know, like, like, you know, like either avoiding her altogether not bringing it up and just kind of avoiding it. But Pele was like, you know. I'm sorry because, you know, I like, I lost my family too. And which obviously makes her cry, but I think that was, that's a very obvious, obvious reaction. Like her family, her whole family died or, you know, it was a murder suicide. It was gruesome. And, um, so I kind of already, I mean, I thought it was nice of him cause he sat there and looked her in the eyes and he was like, I'm so sorry. And I just think she just wasn't really expecting it. Um, which is why she cried. But then, like, throughout the film, when he's, you know, telling her, like, oh, Krisha's not good for you, and then he's giving her these little, like, drawings of her, and giving her, basically giving her the attention that Christian wasn't. Um, which, I mean, I don't think it was very appropriate yet, you know, but 
I guess. And then when he, yeah, when he kissed her while she was like very high was also weird. Like he, like he kind of reminds me of those like nice guys that say they're nice, but they're really kind of not nice. You know, he killed like, his whole friend group. Of course, he's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, yeah, but he definitely like he did not care about his friends. As soon as they got there, he was like, "Okay, y'all, I, like I'm done. This was my mission." Yeah, isn't it crazy? Like, We're good. You're all gonna die. He like his whole mission. Yeah, I guess mission was like to build up trust, build this friendship for years. It wasn't even like like a year, like a few months. It was like years to build this just for him to take all of them to Sweden and then be like, yeah, you guys are like rituals. Like, see you later. And like, that's insane to me. Like this guy, to be honest, he chose like a really common person type of that makes sense. Like they're all kind of like Josh, Mark and Christian are all kind of the same person, but in different ways. And that means like, they're all assholes. And <laughs> some people, different fonts. <laughs> some people, <laughs> Um, talk about how he chose I think it's anthropology is what they're majoring in mm-hmm. for a reason because all of them are more focused on their work or the thesis to even actually to even like give a fuck about and they're um, willing to like go to these places to learn about stuff yeah like, like they they're acting really cold and really distant and really greedy especially about their work with between josh and christian that whole argument that they have over over a thesis about two people who had just sacrificed themselves right in front of them and all they think about is their thesis while sean and connie are more worried about actually leaving together like he it's like he almost chose those people for a reason because they're more cold they're more like yeah they're more ignorant towards actual like lives instead of Mm-hmm. let's talk about josh josh who i was you know the one the one black character in the movie got killed i saw that coming but then when he died i was like you deserve this they told you not to take pictures they told you not to be in here it's sacred and what did he do he went in the sacred place and he took pictures he deserved it what do you guys think about Josh? Also, he was rude to Danny the whole movie. Like he acted like that poor girl didn't exist. I think it was just easier for him. She probably thought she died too. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was so out of everything. He looked like he was doing his own stuff. Well, he was just there for his thesis, right? But yeah, he did not acknowledge Danny at all. Even towards Mark, too, he was just just kind of doing his own thing. Even when he knew what was going to happen at the cliff, he decided not to tell anybody. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he was like, he forward to know. it. Like, yeah. He was like, oh, my God, really? We get to see it? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And now, like, oh, my God, like, why? What's going to happen? And, yeah, him breaking into the temple and trying to see like what that community cherishes the most. He um, wasn't like he was taking pictures. Was yeah, saying, after yeah. like they specifically told him like no, that's disrespectful. Please don't do that. Um, yeah. He goes and does that, and then he's like, just like chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was a, a different type of like asshole. Yeah. I would say it was just more intimidating than Mark or Christian. It was just more like you they didn't want to interact with him, but he would. Care 
he would care less if he, um, he did live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just one of those like passive aggressive type assholes, and those would be the worst. Because yeah. like what he I was know. like he like he he wasn't like he would like dismiss. He's like very dismissive, and like wasn't trying to do anything. He was he was literally just there for what he wanted to do. He didn't give a fuck about nobody else and what they were trying to do, and obviously even the people that he were trying to like talk about for his um, thesis and whatnot. So he was just there for himself and nobody else and was just being very passive aggressive the entire time with um everyone especially Danny for what reason I don't know because Danny never did anything to him <laughs> so like he was uh, like he like honestly like Josh was kind of just there I'm not gonna lie yeah I think Josh I don't think he was I mean, yeah, he was being rude to Danny, but I think he was kind of just being rude to anyone that didn't benefit him in exactly. any way. Um, I don't think he was, like, purposely just being an asshole. I think that was just his personality. Like, you know, like, if like if it has nothing to do with him, he doesn't care. Um, which, I mean, yeah, I do kind of feel like what happened to him, he kind of did have it coming. You know, like like him and Mark... Um, because they did things that, you know, like, like they told you not to do, <laughs> you know, like they, like they told them not to take pictures of their sacred book and he did it because of a thesis. Like this is literally what they hold dear and you're just going to take pictures when they told you not to because you want to pass school. Okay. Um, so, um, and yeah, he was kind of just there. I think like he was an asshole, but his assholeness didn't uh, really stand out the way you know everybody else did. Um, he was just very, I guess, arrogant. You know, like he didn't show any emotion on anything. Like there was like a little bit of weird stuff going on, but he didn't even like. He was just like, whatever. Like that's crazy. But that was it until Christian, you know, said that that he was going to, you know, t- basically to do his thesis on it. And he got mad. Like, he was like, what the fuck? Which, I mean, it is uh, an, an expected reaction, but it's also the only, re- like, huge reaction you get out of him throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he does start really reading into Christian during that argument. Like, um... Because Christian kind of does the same thing he does to Danny at the apartment argument, saying, like, playing dumb, like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what he does to Josh. And Josh already knows how Christian acts. So he stays just, like, to the sidelines until it's with him about his thesis where he's calling him lazy. And he calls him on the fact that he's playing dumb, even though he knows exactly what he's doing. And then he tries to read him again at the restaurant where he's saying that, oh, are you just playing into some masochism dream because you're ignoring the work that you should be doing? And then, yeah, that's, like, the most, I agree, like, that's the most reaction we get out of Josh. It was for, it was for his work. And that's it. Yeah, that's, like, one thing that I, that's one thing that I liked about Josh a lot is that he wasn't, he he looked like the only one who wasn't scared to call Christian out on his bullshit. He was always like, no, like, you know what you're doing. And Christian would mm-hmm. obviously play dumb and be like, I don't know what you're talking about, man, but I'm going to do my thesis, my thesis on this. And Josh was like, no, you're being lazy and you're being 
and yeah, I, 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 that's what I liked about Josh. He was the only one who called Christian out on his bullshit. No one else seems to care to say something to him. Josh is those smart people I don't like. They think they know everything. They're smug. Mm-hmm. They're annoying. <laughs> and, still got- and he got knocked upside the head for it. So, <laughs> ha. <laughs> but let's talk about the last person of the friend group. Let's talk about Mark. What do you guys think about Mark? We don't think about Mark. Wow, <laughs> 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 uh, he was that man was a piece of work. He was he was he was just a, a douche all around. Because initially, he, uh, even before they got there, he thought he was gonna go to Sweden and just fucking and fucking bang chicks or whatever. Like he thought he was just gonna have the time of his he life. He gave me virgin vibes. He did like I was virgin, like this guy's like, a virgin vibes, <laughs> like very much so. But he was like he was very he was very annoying. Like I just you know disrespectful to everything that was going on. Like I personally would not have been in the situation. But if I'm, like, experiencing someone else's culture, like, I'm not just about to go around acting like a dick and everything, obviously, because I know shit is going to be different from what I'm used to. But this guy was just, like, he was just, like, being a dick the entire time and doing the whole, um, throughout the whole experience. And, you know, and eventually got him killed. And, um, I mean, I don't think he deserved, like, dying for pissing on a tree, even though those were where his ancestors were. If that was my ancestors, I probably would have killed that man myself. Insane. But, insane. like, he just, he, peed he on did not tree have to pee on that specific tree. There's, there was a whole forest behind that tree. Or, you know, like, why not just go to the building and go piss where you've been pissing this entire time? Like, come on, man. Yeah, and that, like, that tree was literally in the middle of everything. Exactly. Like, it was out in the open. It was, like, a while. <laughs> During the day? No one whips yeah. it out in the middle of the day and just, like, for everyone to see, like, go in the forest. Like, he was, he was just, he was just, like, being stupid. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't working at all. But, I mean, he got, he got his, like, like, um, the others did, and. Yeah, I don't have. I just don't have much to say about him. He was just a dick, and yeah. Honestly, I think like he, yeah, he he was a dick, but I think he was also just kind of stupid. Like he was very, because um, I mean, I I know that you know he was talking all that shit about Danny, but I think the reason wasn't because of Danny herself. It was what Christian was telling him, you know. Christian. Like obviously, you know, Christian wanted out of the relationship for so long so you know so christian's gonna be talking all this shit so mark is gonna be like yeah yeah you know like he obviously he's gonna you know take his word for it because that's his friend and i'm assuming you know they're just really close and um he also i feel like he just talks before he i don't think he thinks much he just talks and talks and talks and um like yeah like he was a dick but i just think honestly i just think he was dumb <laughs> like he just doesn't think seem to think things through you know like he was like oh like can i pee over there and they were like yeah like, like you know because he asked if we can pee on the tree and they're like yeah and he just saw the first tree and went towards it didn't really think about the fact that this tree must be in the middle of this for a reason 
or just the fact that, you know, this tree, everybody can see me pee on this tree. So I'm just going to go somewhere else. Like he just, I don't know. He just saw, saw it and said, okay, I'm gonna go pee over here. And then didn't even try to understand why people were upset. And he was just like, well, I didn't know. Like you didn't, it didn't hit, it didn't like cross your mind at all. Like, okay. Um, and then, and when they, I think when they first saw that whole, you know, where those old people died, like when they jumped off the cliff um, and he was, cause he wasn't there. I think he was like sleeping and he was like, oh, like, like you guys didn't wake me up and everybody's all shaken up. Like, you're not, you're not reading the room here. <laughs> Like, it was a traumatic event. You're just pissed nobody woke you up. Like, okay, Mark. Um, yeah, I just I, I just think he was dumb. Yeah, he was a hard-to-look-at character. <laughs> just because he also saw Connie running um, when it was Connie's turn to die. Turn to die. <laughs> she was running and he was fo- he was actually following her until that woman from the community um, distracted him and nothing ever came from it. Like They probably could have gotten a good warning before everything happened. But also him and his unnecessary comments throughout the whole thing. Like saying that he wanted to give, I think, Inga, a girl, that girl, a bath because of how much like he liked her. Or um, saying, like, oh, like, I think I'm going to go follow her. Or just, I don't know, just, like, um, being himself. <laughs> was so hard to look at. Yeah, I think he was definitely one of those characters. I feel like, yeah, in the first five minutes that we see him in the movie, you're like, yeah, he's definitely the, like, first or second one that's going to die. <laughs> like, it's just, that's just the kind of character that he was. It was really interesting to see in the beginning of the movie when they first get to the com- community and that the people are like running around and like doing a, l- a little dance and the dance was called Skin the Fool and in the beginning of the in the beginning of the movie where you see the uh, the art mural thing you can see Mark dressed as like a fool and then in the end, you see that he was skinned, and they put, like, that outfit on him that showed that he was, like, a Yeah, fool. the gesture outfit. Weird. So I thought that was a little cool, like, foreshadowing, too, but... And the fact that they skinned him alive, or, like, they skinned him in general, and someone wore his face. Yeah, and so... It's just even fool. more traumatic that they had to show it. <laughs> I liked it. Well, I liked him a little. He was annoying, and I, I knew he was gonna die from that first scene, but I was like, you know... Maybe he'll, this traumatic experience will change him. And then he disappeared because she was going to go show me something. And then he just never came the fuck back. And I was like, damn, <laughs> they killed they killed Mark off screen. That's the one death I wanted to see. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so up next, let's talk about Ruben. Now, I wasn't, wasn't quite, I, I don't understand what Ruben's purpose was. He just makes scribbles and then they transcribe it. He's supposed to be some special mythical person because he's like triple incestual. Like, I don't understand what was happening. All this incest is making this weird special kid. Also, Ruben saw everything. He saw Josh get knocked upside the head and he saw that whole weird sex scene with, with Chris. And he didn't say not one fucking... He was over there drawing the entire time. 
Like, what the fuck was going on? What did you guys think about Ruben? I thought he was a really sad character just because, yeah, he had to witness all of that. And I don't think he was that old. I can't remember if they said his age in the movie, but, yeah, that his purpose or why they intentionally had uh, an ancestral baby is because he's going to have, like, the most... um, clearest mind from everything his mind is not uh clouded that he can see everything that yeah like his mind will just be so clear and that that's what they need like basically a prophet and yeah like he makes the books that they literally worship and protect that they, they can't even sh- be shown to anybody because that's how much they treasure it mm-hmm. i just thought it was just really sad that they had Ruben on such a high pedestal, but made him witness or didn't really uh, cover him from all the acts that they were doing. It just seemed really sad. So, <laughs> with the character of Ruben, um, I like, I don't really, did they, I don't really know if they served a purpose, really. Like, like, at least, like, in the movie, like, as far as the story went, like, even though they were there to be, like, transcriptionists for, like, the book and everything, I don't know if they really served much of a purpose. Like, they feel like they, they showed that character more in the trailer than they did in the actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I thought they were gonna be, like, a red herring for something, but they were kind of just there in, like, a couple scenes and, like, they said what, what Ruben was gonna do, but Ruben was just kind of there experiencing the stuff with us, but, and, you know, to put it in the, um, I forget the name of the book, um, put it in the book that they had, um, for the rest of the people to eventually see, so, I don't really know if I have much to say on Ruben, to be quite honest. I thought he was gonna be a turncoat. I was like, Ruben's gonna save the day, he's gonna get Danny out of there, He's gonna sacrifice himself as she's like running down the field to safety. But no, he was just watching every fucking thing. He was kind of just there. Um, I, I mean, the like their whole idea behind having him there was interesting, but I kind of feel like it was just a way to like introduce the sacred book to have Josh killed. But like that was it. I mean, he didn't really come back. They didn't say anything. He was he was there for a couple scenes, but he was there like in the background. He was watching everything though. Um, you know, it's like cool. <laughs> but like that's about it, honestly. Yeah, I think that was for a reason too, that he was watching everything, but he wasn't exactly doing anything. Like in the scene where he's drawing while on those like random clouds. Uh, I feel like that was supposed to pres- represent that he came from like the gods and usually not that they never take action or anything like that but they just watch and he is watching and that probably has to do with why he is scribbling or writing and they um, preach it because he's watching everything nah Ruben was just there watching every fucking thing he should have done something <laughs> Ruben should have killed somebody if he wasn't saving people, he should have been killing people. He needed to be Midsummer's version of Leatherface. <laughs> like, Ruben, do some shit. <laughs> like, 
Leatherface was dumb as fuck. He was just following direction. That's what Ruben should have been. Ruben should have been carving a toe or something. Like, like he could have rolled the barrel of, of the dead bodies to the ashes. He ain't did shit but scribbling in green painting shit. Pissing me <laughs> off. Now, let's talk about somebody who didn't deserve to die, who I didn't even notice was missing until, like, his fiance said something. Let's talk about Simon. Oh, my God. Simon was just... He went from freaking out to to not being seen again to the end of the fucking movie. I felt so bad. Yeah. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I feel bad for him and his fiance. Because <laughs> uh, they were they were actually just there. They didn't, at least like they didn't seem like nothing was like happening with them. At least like with the friend group that we you know we knew going into this, like they they all were kind of they're all a little dickish, but. Like they seemed like they were like they were fiance. They were they they were like were they were good together. The British people yeah. were nice. The Americans were bad, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and um, yeah, they definitely didn't die. He didn't deserve to die because wasn't he the one who was like his body was like opened up? Yeah, that was fucked up. He was the yes. bird thingy. What was that called? What was his? What was his? What was that I one forget, called? I forgot. But that was fucked up. It was like eagle something. It's what it was called. I can't remember what it was. Wait, was yeah. his lung yes, still moving? He was still I, alive. Keep, I kept seeing videos saying he that he was alive. alive. There's no way he survived. He was I think alive. it was the drugs making it look like his lungs were still breathing. I don't know if that was actually confirmed. He that makes sense because there's no way he would have survived that. Like there is no fucking way. I think. Then there's some mystical shit. Oh, it was called the Blood Eagle. The Blood Eagle? Yeah, but they put him in. Yeah, but apparently, I I was reading up on it too, that apparently, um, what, I think it was confirmed that he was alive. I think what it was is that, the theory is that Simon died just as, um, Christian found him, because if you see in in the scene, he reads like once or twice, and then he kind of stops. So they think that, yeah, either Christian was really high that he imagined it or that Simon died, like, just as Christian found him. But um, either way, that was, it was, I think that was the part that shocked me the most because you think that, like, because right now you're just worried and, like, seeing if Christian's going to get away. And then right as Christian turns around, you see him, like, hung up and, like, dissected and just, like, flowers in his eyes. It was It was very traumatic. It was very shocking to see that. Yeah, like. Apart, like he did not do anything. He didn't do anything. But a lot of people think that he got like such a bad uh, death, or you know, bad death because he didn't end up dying anyway. Was because he ended up with Connie when it showed that Ingmar was like, uh, kind of like having a delusion that him and Connie dated. Yeah. When he said that, he's like, "Well, no, Connie was like, no, we only been on one date," and um. And it wasn't even a date until you said it right now. <laughs> and then um, Simon met Connie through Ingmar. And then they got together and now they're engaged. So he was probably that makes sense. really jealous. Yeah. I like, I like that because like they literally said that line for no fucking reason. So the fact, so now that gives me more reason to like that part. Yeah, it was so sad. Like, I think in another part where they're having a picnic, I think, with them, um, Simon and Connie are just being lovey-dovey. 
and Ingmar is just kind of staring at them before he just looks away and he's just, you know, obviously like still sad over it. Oh my god. <laughs> but I like that actor though. I've seen that actor in like I watch a lot of British TV shows and that actor has been in a bunch of like little shows I've watched here and there. But Honestly, what do you think, Maria? <laughs> Simon. Not the TV show. Um Honestly, he didn't really stand out for me besides those couple scenes that you guys already mentioned. Um, I mean, I I feel like, yeah, that he didn't deserve to die the way he did. But I, I see why he died the way he did. <laughs> um, I don't think he deserved it. But, um, yeah, like, like that scene, when, when you see him and it looks like he's breathing, whether or not he really is or not, it was, like, it was crazy. Because <laughs> you're, like, looking up. Well, and you're like, you know, you can't even look at him because there's flowers in his eyes and his his, his goddamn lungs are moving. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and you're like, was he alive? Was he dead? But either way, like the way they strung him up and um, it just looks nuts, you know, like I guess it looks like he was because I think. The bloody eagle was supposed to be like like a tortured thing. Um, I think people, I think you are able to live from that, from what I remember. Um, mm. reading about it, huh? And um, but like I don't know, it's just it's still very gruesome, you know. But what about Connie? I feel like I liked Connie because when they tried to sell her that bullshit ass story, she was like, "No, he wouldn't do that. There's no way he would do that. He wouldn't leave me here." He wouldn't leave me here without saying anything. I was like, oh, Connie's going to fucking live. And we never saw Connie again. And then that that dude was like, oh, yeah, I, I gave her a ride. Like, get the fuck she out of here. You killed Connie. <laughs> what do you guys think about Connie? She was I mean, same thing as really nice. <laughs> and so they ended up killing her off. But I don't, yeah, I don't think she did anything to even deserve to be killed or even taken there. I can only see it as vengeance from Ingmar, but she was just really, her and Simon were really um, uh, realistic to reacting to what happened at the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. But you can also see her just being really shaken and um, just keeping quiet when I think the leader, when the woman is trying to comfort her, especially Connie, telling her that it's going to be alright, that it's okay, and then trying to reason with Simon, and then Simon's telling the woman to not touch Connie, and I think that kind of shows that Connie is pretty influential, like, easily influenced, I want to say, but she was just a really nice character. I kind of said that she got killed off, especially when she was literally running and then life, yeah, yeah running for her life and mark saw her and it was just never seen again until they showed her yeah i read i was reading <laughs> i was reading up on it and um so one of the first things obviously that pele like says is that they're really private with their rituals and that they don't want like the rest of the world to see what they're doing for obvious reasons but so i think why they got killed off so early is because they couldn't risk like Simon and Connie leaving and like telling the world what was going on in this small commune. Mm. So I think it was more that than vengeance. I think the way they killed them was like, yeah, we might as well like 
like fuck them up <laughs> like, but um <laughs> but um i i don't know if you guys saw the director's cut but there's this scene in the director's cut that was released like right after uh i think the movie released too that um they're like the whole commune plus like danny and i think josh and christian are at this pond or lake i guess and um there's this girl there who's like about to sacrifice herself she's like wrapped around in like a robe or something she's like she has like big heavy locks and chains on her and they're about to throw her in the pond for like a sacrifice when like the commune steps in and they're like no it's okay like she proved her loyalty to the commune like she's okay to live and um later when you see connie being rolled into the temple to be burned um she's wearing the same robe that the girl was wearing so um it's to show you that they drowned Connie in that pond and that she was in that lake until they had to uh, take her out to take her to get burned in that temple. Oh, yeah, in the original movie, you can see that her hair is wet when yeah. they were burying her there. Yeah, so, yeah, they had they drowned her, which sucks. I hate that. I feel like a lot of people could have, or at least, like, Danny, Christian, or, like, they could have stopped that had they, like, gone to figure out who was screaming and why like she was running across the field which really sucks but um yeah she did not deserve that yeah i thought connie was a nice character um she was you know like thinking about it she was kind of really like the opposite of danny because she was you know she would speak for herself she when she had, you know, an idea, she like, like when, um, you know, after after watching these people cliff dive and they were like, no, this is wrong, this is weird, and you know they were trying to calm them down, but they were like, no, but then Danny was like, okay, I guess, you know, um, she was just very, you know, confident, very headstrong. Um, her and Simon's relationship was great and. <laughs> It was just, I guess, the opposite of Christian and Danny, you know? Um, but honestly, kind of like Simon, she also didn't really stand out to me as much. Yeah, she didn't really, like, stand out. Like, she obviously, like, not to her nor Simon deserve what really happened to them, but they also didn't say, um, they also didn't stand out either. I just wanted to see her die. I was like, I want to see it. You keep, you keep screaming and shit. I want to see y'all kill the people, but I'm also a fan of '80s horror movies where it's all about the kills. So never mind. Let's talk about Ingram, who, who thanks to this podcast, I'm realizing was like a fucking jilted, jealous, kind of not sort of ex. So he brought them there because he was jealous. I missed that. But what do you guys think about Ingram? He just died. <laughs> he really didn't do much either. Like he really was just there to get Connie and um and Simon there, and then he ended up just getting chosen to be sacrificed at the end. Yeah, he. Yeah, like what I said earlier, like he was just really um, vengeful. I still say he's vengeful for even being Connie there. 
if he actually liked her. <laughs> but I guess, you know, Simon well, pro- probably wouldn't have gone if it was if Connie hadn't gone. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of bogus that they, you know, they took him and the other volunteer into the house and they gave them, I'm guessing, a part of the tree sap. And I want to say it was an anesthetic. And they yeah. still ended up feeling it after what they gave Josh. Not Josh. Um, Christian. Mm-hmm. But it looked like he was pretty happy to be there until that other man started burning up. And that's when he got really nervous <laughs> with the fire surrounding him. But, yeah, he, along with the entire movie, and that one, like, interaction with Danny when Danny's tripping out. And she's saying that they're laughing at him. Or her, and he's like, no, like, they've been laughing this entire time. Do you want to meet my other friends? Like, he was obviously mostly to the side and a background character, but he also left quite a mark on the audience, too. It's not a person you really forget, either. Yeah, Yeah, like, after the whole, um, you know, him basically bringing Connie there because, you know... He wanted her to die. Um, I don't know. You just can't really like feel him out, cause yeah, cause he was, you know, obviously still just still jealous about the relationship, and it's just like, you know, why would he bring up the whole dating thing if it was like obviously a while ago, you know? And it was such it's it was such a weird thing to say, in front of you know her fiance. Um, and the fact that it was so one-sided and you just can't help but think, like, so you really just brought him over here to kill him because, you know, for revenge or whatever. But, um, yeah, he was also kind of just there. Um, I think it was just, like, he was kind of just there just to set up Simon and Connie, you know, so that they could die and become sacrifices. I don't like the movie. It had some good stuff, but overall, I just didn't enjoy the movie. But before we get into our reviews, I have some interesting facts, some behind the scenes. The budget for this movie was $9 million, and they made $48 million in the box office. Some interesting facts. This is a folk horror film, a genre that was a subgenre that was made popular by the original the original Wicker Man in 1973. This movie was written and directed by Ari Aster and is largely inspired by um, a failed relationship and a breakup that Aster was going through at the time, which has to be has to been a really really bad breakup. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is Ari's second film after Hereditary Uh, this movie went production the day after Hereditary premiered Um, all the buildings and structure that we saw in the movie were built by the movie makers and fully functional on the sound stage and also on the set in Sweden well no because this movie was filmed in Hungary weird choice uh the big intense sex scene, uh, the actor Jack Jack Renard, who played Christian, insisted on the nudity because he wanted to be he wanted to flip it on its head that he'd be the one who'd be 
like showing around sexual and naked other than a woman. And shockingly, most of the bizarre rituals were actually based on facts to a degree. The, um, the aperture is an actual thing that they used to do back in like the Viking era or wherever the fuck. Back when they did weird rituals. I don't know how long ago that was. Um, some of the reviews on this, Rotten Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes, the movie has an 83% rating based off 400 reviews. The IndieWire summarized that the film preserves is a perverse breakup movie. And Astro doesn't always sink the biggest surprises, but he excels at twisting the knife. A perverse breakup scene. I want to know more about this breakup. Like, I need to know how bad his breakup was. That he was like, "Oh, this is the perfect movie I'm getting for this." Like, uh, the Hollywood Reporter said that the movie is a horror, a horror equivalent of a destination wedding, and more unsettling and frightening, but still a trip worth taking. And I say this movie is completely horrible. But that's just me. But Maria, what do you get Midsommar out of Look, five? I give it a five out of five. <laughs> I love this movie. It's up there with Hereditary. I love Hereditary. Um, I guess I just like folk horror. You know, I like having, you know, like, um, like stuff behind the horror that's going on, like the rituals and... Um, little like interesting facts that gets thrown throughout the movie. I have the movie on DVD. We watch it all the time. Um, I don't know. I just I think it's a good movie. Like, and it's also very like aesthetically pleasing. I like that that it's also in the daylight. You know, because you get to see everything. Um, and I like that. Yeah, like no matter day or night, they still got killed. Like no matter what. Um, I like, you know, Danny's character development. I like that certain people died. Um, I thought the way they died was very interesting too. Like, you know, like they put a lot of thought on it. <laughs> um, the beginning scene was great. Cause right away you're like hooked. Cause you're like, what the fuck just happened? Um, and the ending too, the, you know, like, I feel like, I mean, it's not like, horror where you know stuff just kind of pops up at you but it's like i don't know i like that i think (laughs) i like that throughout the movie i'm like thinking and trying to figure it out and trying to guess what's gonna happen um i liked it i liked it a lot jamie karina I also give it a five out of five, just like Maria said. We have the DVD, we watch it a lot. I love the aesthetic scenery, especially at the beginning with the shots of a winter like theme and it being night with the woman singing, and then it abruptly stopped with the phone yeah. ringing. And then also when. Um, Danny gets the news, it's the violin playing until it gets interrupted by her wailing. And then it 
pans to the snow just getting more violent and violent and that's only like the first five minutes of the film and I just like that yeah the rest of the movie isn't even at night it's just broad daylight while uh, all these pretty colors are happening and everyone's tripping everyone's on drugs and yeah this is really and also, I like that Ari Aster said that this film was supposed to be pretty straightforward. Like, even though, yeah, there was a lot of things to catch on, nothing was really hidden from you. You just had to really look at it, especially with the tapestry in the beginning and a tapestry in the community of the love potion, which I like that they have beliefs kind of like that. Like, you know, don't step on a crack, don't break a mirror, it's kind of things like that, which I like. And... I, I guess that's why a lot of people didn't like it because with horror movies, they also have like messages I want to say in between or things hidden for you to like foreshadow. But he really, he did he did want this film to be really like straightforward and in your face about it. Unlike his other film, Hereditary, which you had to kind of like guess it out, like put it together and actually put the pieces together. But with Midsummer, even though it was really straightforward, it was still a really nice movie, and they pulled it off really nicely. Yeah, um, I would also give it a five out of five. <laughs> um, when we went to go see it, I will say that I barely had time to like adjust my popcorn, my soda before like we got taken into this wild ride with like a murder suicide and like. I didn't even have time to, like, sit down. <laughs> like, it was so crazy. Um, I, I also liked that everything was a little straightforward. I, I really did enjoy watching Hereditary, but I liked Midsummer. I liked the actors there. I liked the acting. I liked the cinematography. Um, the music that they chose for, like, certain scenes, like, with Danny when she finds out that her parents died, you know, with the violin, and then it, like, the crazier, like, the crazier Danny's emotions got, the crazier the music got, and the crazier the snow got, which, um, I really enjoyed. You, you, you feel like you're going through that with her. I like, um, during the scene where Danny is crying about, you know, seeing Christian, like, having an intimate, <laughs> um, <laughs> moment with these women um she's like crying in like one house and like crying with these women and then it pans to like christian in that house and they're all like moaning with like i don't know if, if you get what i'm saying but it's like to jump from like danny and these women crying to like to jump from that to like christian and these women moaning like i like that um parallel too um I just enjoyed all the characters. I I will say it's one of my comfort movies. I know a lot of people do find this movie this movie disturbing because of like how graphic it is and how um crazy it can get and how it can like confuse you really fast, but I feel like once like people sit down and talk about it, like it's like, "Oh, well, it was a pretty decent movie." But uh, yeah. So <laughs> Um, I would give Midsommar also 
five out of five personally. <laughs> um, honestly, any movie that gives me to buy it on DVD, it automatically gets a high rating because like I just don't buy anything on DVD, so I gotta really like something for me to like buy buy it physically. Um, so. Um, I would give it also like five out of five. The movie itself was it was um, really good and like very different in terms of like stylistic wise compared to Hereditary, especially since they were a year apart. So seeing Hereditary in twenty eighteen and this in twenty nineteen, and seeing like the differences and like how they looked and everything, um, <clears throat> it was just like very very good to see and. I liked, like, everything in the movie. The story was really good. The setting was really nice. Um, the fact that they actually, like, built, went out and built the, built the um, whole, like, Harga um, area and everything was, like, really cool. Um, I just, I just don't, like, I don't have, like, any, like, particularly bad things to say about the movie. I know some people, like, don't, don't, like, like the movie, <laughs> obviously, but, um, I just, I just don't really have much bad to say about it, but, like, the good parts of it are really good and um like everything that went into it and how it was like a real slow burn was like it was very fitting for me i kind of like movies that take their time to get to like the get to the ending and everything and this one really did that so overall i really really liked hereditary i'm not hereditary i really I did like hereditary but i really like midsommar and i would give it a five out of five um definitely would watch it again seen it a couple of times leading up to this um episode we're doing now and would watch it some more and i love introducing people to this movie if they haven't seen it before it's, it's um, always interesting hearing people's takes on it especially if you have anyone that recently got out of a relationship, this is a very interesting movie to show them. This movie has a lot of style and no substance. It's it's so it it tries too hard with certain things, and a lot of things were confusing and just didn't make any sense. The characters were being stupid for no reason. I needed people to ask more questions. I needed people to be more on guard. Like. Like, I get that her mother just died, but that, did that just mean she was just going to, like, accept everything? Like, what the fuck? I just, I needed more. Something was missing, and I just couldn't, I couldn't get into this movie. Maybe I just don't like folk horror. Because all the ones I've seen have been, been bad. So I give this, like, a two out of five. <laughs> A one because they tried, and a two because they <laughs> Somebody get this man. <laughs> but, but that's all, folks. Um, thank you all so much for listening, and we hope you guys join us next week as we hop into a brand new franchise. Thank you all so much for listening. Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?